0: You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. 2 Timothy 2, verse number 3. Thou therefore endure Hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Tonight, we welcome you into the army of the King of Kings. You're soldiers of Jesus Christ, and I know that you'll be great soldiers. Why? You already know what it is to endure hardness. To endure means you stay true when it's tough. To endure means you hold on, you hold up, you stay with it. You don't quit. You don't run. You stay in the fight. The soldiers of yesteryear, and I'm a buff of World War II. I love to study it. It was right. Came to the close when I was born, and I'm just so very thankful to know that uh, that my 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 parents' generation, that that generation knew something about hardness. They knew something about the lack of bread and the lack of food and the lack of a dad at home. And dad go to war for a year, two years, three years, four years and be gone. And they knew what it was to have someone come to the door and they could see the military coming and mothers knew and wives knew what it meant. They had to be told that your husband, your children's daddy, your son has died on the battlefield somewhere in this great land, this great world of ours. The Bible says, thou therefore endure, endure. And as you've endured through COVID, don't stop now, endure hardness. This battle's not easy. You ask all the military people that are here tonight that have served or are serving, military is not easy, battles are not easy, war is not easy, what we have to face is not easy. But thou therefore endure, Hardship, stay true. But not only do you stay true, you suffer hardship. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, hardness. You know, the devil kids are gonna fight, he's gonna fight against you. He's not against all these graduates all over the nation that are God haters and agnostics and atheists. And, and and folks that believe in all types of morality and all morality. But I tell you the devil's against you. Be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, has a roaring locky, wild lad, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. The devil hates you, but God loves you. The devil's out to destroy you, but God's out to always deliver you because he is able to deliver thee. We enjoy liberty tonight. We enjoy freedom tonight because someone paid the price. Your grandfathers and our fathers and others paid the price that we might have freedom. Tomorrow's the national day of prayer in America, and yet our president declared today, I don't want the mention of God. The Bible says a fool has said there is no God. There is a God. And he came to this planet Earth, and he who was rich became poor, that you and I through his poverty might be made rich. He left heaven's riches, and he came to be born in a barnyard. And there in that barnyard, his mother, they didn't, he wasn't born in the inn. He didn't come with a palatial palace. He came as lowly as could be and that he lived in tabernacle amongst us. He began his ministry at age 30, and for over three, three years, he served, and he healed the sick, and he raised the dead, and he had time for people, and they said, get those little kids away from him. And they said, oh, you suffer, you allow those little children to come unto me, for such is the kingdom of heaven. He saw people with tears, and he saw people with heartaches, and he saw people that had a lunatic son and a demon-possessed son. He stopped in Mark 5 and saw the maniac of Gadara, and and they tried to tame him, and they chained him to the tombs, and we have a world that's chained to the tombs, and the graveyard is sin tonight. But oh, Jesus had compassion, and it won him, and he cast out those demons, and then he was found sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed in his right mind. Oh, we live in a tough day today. A day where government wants to control your life, my life, how we walk, how we talk, how we dress, everything about us, whether we are not believing vaccination or not, but government believes in all that stuff. And I'm going to tell you this tonight you're going to have to endure some hardness. Our missionaries on the field tonight are enduring hardness, they suffer hardship. You may be in a city where the government works against you. When I came here, Miss Treber, almost 46 years ago, this city basically we had the key to the city. Oh, our church—we didn't own anything. We didn't own a building. We have the property on the other—the pro- uh, the buildings on the other property now that we began to buy over there and build over there. We didn't own anything, but God began to give us some thanks. And you know, there was a day that I could call anybody in the city. They didn't have cell phones, but I could call directly to their office, and I could say we would like this to be done, and it would be done. But even here, and I know officials are undoubtedly in Santa Clara watching tonight. This church is the most important thing in the city of Santa Clara, more important than city government. This church is the church that's gonna help preserve our city, but it's a a whole different world now today. They have compassion on everything but the things of Christ. And I wanna tell you something, though they may not want us, we want them. I pray for our mayor, I pray for our city council, I pray for our health director, I pray for the attorneys that I had to sit in Zoom meetings so many times this past year and look at them face to face and they looked at me and our attorneys and their attorneys and the lawsuits we were in with our county. I had to see them and know that I love those people. I pray for them daily. And an amazing thing I've told our church, I was one day in an impasse with them with some of our pastors. After an hour I said we're to get nowhere. Nothing's happening, we're going in circles and we're not gonna achieve anything today unless I were a word of prayer and I started praying. I always pray before and after a meeting I started praying and in the middle of it I got thinking, they're not even saved. And I know they watch and they might be watching now, and they know I love them. And after I got done praying I felt so ashamed because I didn't even ask them, not ashamed of the Lord, but I thought I don't wanna be rude to them and just barge on in. The next meeting we are having our meeting and the lawyers were there for our side as well and they said to our attorneys, now pastor always begins in prayer, let's have prayer, pastor go ahead. God did that, we're not on the same page yet but I want you to know they know there's a pastor in the Silicon Valley and a church that loves them and wants them to come to Jesus Christ. I'm gonna be their pastor one day, you watch, I promise you that. As the Bible says you suffer hardship, it may be your city officials are gonna try to outlaw you young people. Don't get mad at those city officials. The apostle Paul did not, Jesus did not, but instead God had a will and God had a plan and God may just want like Paul and Silas and God may just like, want like Peter in chapter 12. God may wanna open the jail cell at night and give you an outlet to leave. God is able. I said, first of all, let's stay true, endure, and suffer hardships when your friends don't like you. And God forbid, but your classmates may turn on you. And there's problems and sorrows with your family. And your whole world feels like it's turned upside down and it will happen. If you don't believe that, ask your grandparents. And ask your parents that are here tonight how life is not always easy. Man that's born of woman, Job says his days are few and full of trials as sparks fly upward. But oh, I'll tell you what, I can't sing. Sweeter gets the journey every day. Serving Jesus really pays. I get happy in this heavenly way. Oh, sweeter gets the journey every day. We're one day near a home. As shadows of the light descend, we're one day less to roam, as evening twilight colors blend. Oh, I tell you what, we're nearing the shore. Keep your eye on that eastern gate. Jesus is coming again. Thirdly, and i close tonight. I want you to know that a soldier is a soldier. Once a soldier, you're always a soldier. <laughs> what do soldiers do? Well, they wear the uniform. They look the part high and tight, if you know what that statement is, fellows with the haircut. You know, they always look like a soldier. You can just tell. You can tell by the way they look. You can tell by the way they stand. You can tell by the way they walk. You can tell by the way, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, no, sir, that's it. Oh, I have so many times people say, were you in the military? No, ma'am. Are you sure? Yes, ma'am. Are you sure? You're really sure? Yes, I'm positive. Yes, ma'am. You know, tonight... Soldiers fight. You're going to have to defend some things. You're going to have to defend this whole book. Jude 3 says, brethren, I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation. It was needful for me to write and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith. The historic doctrines of the faith. That this is God, King James preserved word of God. You're going to have to fight for the New Testament local church that Jesus gave his life for. This is not a club. This is a church. a called out assembly. I want you to know tonight that when the world doesn't want the church, that's when the world needs the church. I want you to know that tonight Jesus gave his life for the church. So don't try to Try to to reduce the church. Don't be getting rid of Sunday school. Don't be getting rid of Sunday morning. Don't get rid of Sunday night. Don't get rid of Sunday, Wednesday night. Uh, The Bible says, and so much the more as you see the day approaching and he is coming again, let's stay in church. All these tents haven't been bad. It's where God put us. It's like the children of God in the wilderness. That's where God had them. And instead of murmuring and complaining, I'll tell you what, I thank God for this experience. I pastored for so many years. I pastored this church when we were outside in a tent for two years. I pastored in little buildings that were so hot with no air conditioning, really no windows to get the air out and the heat out. I pastored this church in a gymnasium. I pastored this church when it's been a building under construction and we met inside. I pastored all over this place on this property, the other property. But I tell you what, I'm glad in my lifetime, God gave me the privilege during COVID to preach from the stadium. We love the stadium. I love it. I love to see people walk forward and get saved as they come to the church house. I love to see that we've had men called to preach and we've had people follow the Lord and believers baptism from the stadium. God's done big things. I love hearing the singing from the stadium. I love preaching from the stadium. I I, I love the fact that the world is watching what God is doing here and I wanna say he is still on the throne. So what can be wrong? It's well with with my soul, yes, it's been hard for and yes, God's people had a to endure, but they did so without complaining. We're soldiers of Jesus Christ. Can they stay when you're Christian, homes, keep it Christian, don't compromise it. A song was written just a few months right before President Lincoln was assassinated. They were planning in England, particularly, to use this song. On a Monday, they called all schools off and work off, and the children would go to the streets meeting at first of all their church houses and they would march with banners and with flags in a big Sunday school rally on a Monday. 1864 was the year President Lincoln was our president. The night before, A music director from one of the churches said, I I don't have a good song for those kids to sing. I think I need a better song. They'll be marching down these streets and waving the flag. What song could I write? That night he wrote it, the next morning they gathered together and he said to the children, as we march from all these churches down the streets of our city, acknowledging Jesus Christ, and bearing the flag of our country, And the flag and the Bible as we walk on the streets. I wrote you this song. The song in 1864 was onward Christian soldiers. Marching as to war. With the cross of Jesus going on before. Christ the royal master leads against the foe. Forward into battle. See his banner go. Onward Christian soldiers. Marching as to war. With the cross of Jesus going on before. There were six stanzas. Our hymn book has four. The last stanza says this. Onward then, ye people, join our happy throng. Blend with ours your voices in this solemn song, triumph song, glory, Lord, and honor unto Christ the King. This through countless ages, men and angels sang. Oh, may I say tonight, We're in a battle. This is not a recreation field. It's a battlefield, brother. God's not looking for soft soldiers. God's not looking for compromisers. Am I a soldier of the cross, a follower of the land? Yes, I must fight if I should win. I close tonight with World War II. I love studying World War II. That great generation of people had such fiber In America, they were so poor, but they believed in freedom. Our boys and ladies went off to war across the sea. It was not going well at all in the year 1940. For France, and for that matter, all of Europe, England was under siege. Church houses were being bombed. Residential homes were being bombed. The beautiful buildings were laying in rubble in London. And in France, it was plummeted. It was just an awful sight. France was quickly falling. A bald headed, stocky guy who at one time was a liberal, but he became a, a, a man that believed in God and a man that believed in righteousness. His name was Winston Churchill. And Winston Churchill went before the House of Commons. He gave three different speeches that year that have gone down in history as three of the most incredible speeches given by any leader. The date was June the 4th, 1940. He said to his people, as he sought to rally the British people to fight against the Axis powers as they were part of the Allied forces. He came with a passion and a voice of urgency that freedom was about ready to be lost entirely worldwide. Hitler and Mussolini, who by the way, just a few years later died just days apart as one was hung and the other, Hitler committed suicide. And Stalin, the rest of the crowd, they were fighting. He said to Parliament that day, even though large tracts of Europe have fallen into the grips of the Gestapo and the odious apparatus of Nazi rule, we shall not fail We shall not quit. We will go on to the end, he cried out that day. We shall fight in France. We shall fight on the seas and in the oceans and with growing confidence and growing strength. We shall fight in the air. We shall defend our island, whatever the cost may be. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight in the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields, we shall fight in the streets, we shall fight in the hills, but we shall never surrender. And even if, which I do not for a moment believe, the island or large part of it were subjugated to starving, then our empire beyond the seas, armed and guarded by the British fleet, would carry on this struggle until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to rescue the liberation of the old. As he wrote that that day, and as he spoke that that day, it began to rally the people. And by the way, it turned worse before it turned better. But he believed his country could be saved. We're seeing in the last few months, our country, we're legalizing everything. We're putting people in cabinet positions that were men and now they're women and vice versa. We believe that every type of filthy sin that God calls sin and abomination is now right and correct. The church is an obstacle. We believe that we can cohabit with socialism and communism and Marxism. They only want to cut your throat out according to the man that died a few years ago in our streets of America, who was the head of the Communist Party of the United States. He said, I live for the day that we will take the guts of, and he said it in our country, the guts of the politicians and strangle every preacher in America. I want you to know, friend, today, we're looking for soldiers. And God bless you students you passed the test. You're in the army now. Thank God for you tonight. And tonight, in just a moment, we'll stand and give an invitation. You see, this is graduation. Oh, as Pastor Everton said, this is midweek service. And we do it all the time. And we're going to beg you to come to know Christ as your personal Savior Would you come tonight? A man could show a man how to be saved. A woman could show a woman how to be saved. I heard of a man, a very successful man and his wife this past week after all this success in their life, but they have nothing without Christ are beginning to look up and say, I need Christ. I heard the testimony today of a woman who was being raised by an atheistic father who went to Sunday school at the great Canton Baptist Church about 50 years ago and got saved and that father who was an atheist became a Christian. May I say this today, you're not ready to live till you're ready to die and you're not ready to die till you know Jesus Christ as your personal savior. For it's appointed that a man wants to die and after this the judgment. Do you know Christ tonight? I'm gonna plead with you to come to know Christ. You're here as a parent or a grandparent or an employer or someone from this community or even a member of this church. You know not Christ. May this be the night of your salvation. And soldiers, we need some more. Mothers and dads, how about giving us your sons and daughters and to get them ready to go to mission fields around the world as some of these will be on the road this summer getting ready to go to the mission field. And some will enter the ministry next week and get in the ministry this summer.